0: Hey, this is Jeremy Ellett. I'm the weirdo who created this show. And if you're hearing this, then it means you listened to the entire series. Or you skipped around. Either way, thank you so much for giving us a chance. Back in 2015, I started listening to audio dramas while I was working in a warehouse. I was taping boxes and counting lawnmower blades, and I needed something to fill up the eight hours of my day. And then, in 2018, I decided to try and make my own show. When I first set out on my audio fiction adventure, the only thing I knew was that I wanted to help make people laugh. I wanted to help them get through their eight hours in the same way that Welcome to Night Vale, Greater Boston, Mission to Zix, and so many other shows had helped me. So, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it was fun, and I hope you got a couple of laughs out of it. And before we get started, I just want to give a huge thanks to our special guests, Jordan Reed, Tucker Bettys, and Mason Amadeus from the show Podcube. Podcube is a short fiction, kind of improvised sketch comedy podcast. It's funny as hell, it fucking rules. And I hope that after you finish this episode, you'll pop over to the Podcube podcast feed and check them out. Thanks for listening.
1: Long before the days of secret handshakes and shadow monsters, Freemasonry was actually a club built around the craft of working with and shaping stone. But then, one day, a young stonemason made a discovery that would change everything. And I'm not just being hyperbolic. This event legitimately changed the entire course of history.
0: I guess you could say your day got off to a bit of a rocky start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get, it. I don't get that, uh, I don't get you, it. What? I don't get your, I don't get your joke. I, Cause of the rock. Hey, brothers. Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh, great. Hi. Hey. 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 What's going on? Yeah, good. How are you? You know. Yeah. Mm. You okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now his, now his day seems like it's. A rockier start than mine. I just got. I just got your joke. Dev- I just got yeah. your joke. Okay, well, that's really good. Uh-huh. That's really good. Thanks. Rock, rocky start. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> What's up? You smash your thumb? No. The new guys. I mean, the new guys always smash their thumb. So no, I didn't. I didn't smash my thumb. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's not a big if deal. Sma- I- if you smash your thumb, you just, no, you no, just take it. I didn't smash, a, a I didn't smash my thumb. Okay, then what did you smash? The rocks. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, we all love
2: with Smashing Rocks. Well, I learned something about him today that kind of
3: puts this whole thing in a different
0: perspective.
3: And Dude, I
0: just... d- okay. We all like Smashing Rocks, but don't get weird about it. What? If you start getting weird about it, we'll kick you out. We kick Dave out, and we like Dave a little more. No
2: offense. Dave? He was cooler than you. Dave
0: ripped. No, no, no. It's not, I'm not getting weird about the rocks. It's just that I, I guess maybe I was the last one to know. What? Or like, did you already? The last one to know what?
4: The rocks talk. That's a thing. The rocks just have what? voices and personalities
3: and are alive. That's just okay. like a thing
0: that you're fine with? Sure, yeah. Okay, Yep. Yeah. yeah, the rocks talk. What do they... Hey, what do they tell you? No, no. I, well, I hit one with my hammer and it said, Ow.
4: What? I was just doing my thing. I brought my hammer down on it and... And it was like, Oh! <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. No, I'm not, you, I'm not even Is you messing with us or is this like some kind of weird yeah. joke? No, I'm not. Oh, I I hit one yesterday and it said and it said oh don't oh please don't is what, what I said. I no, I hit I a rock the other day and it this is what it said.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 exactly. You, you I don't anything.
4: think I don't <laughs> think you're taking me seriously right now. Listen, look. I took one I took one, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Look at this.
0: Yeah, it's a rock. Okay. His name's Adam. Well, okay. Okay. Hey, Adam. Yeah, nice to meet you, bud. Hi. Hey,
6: nice to meet you too. How's it going? Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, okay. like my friend here was this saying. This guy's I really a witch. This guy's cursed. Used... What? Right, what are you okay. talking about? Oh, this guy's
0: cursed. Stone him. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, not we're... with that rock. Get rid of that one. Get, get, rid, get of rid of that, of that one. That. Casting the devil rock into the fire. But no,
3: there's not any reason.
1: Two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason. So it goes down. Written and created by Jeremy Ellert. starring Zane Shatt, Lauren Grace Thompson, Matthew Woodcock, Jack Carmichael, Josh Rabino, David Alt, Ryan Philbrook, Amor Amoraz, Scotty Moore, James Ferrero, Dean J Smith, Caroline Mink. Aidan Littlewood-Johnson, Charlie Wess, and Addison Peacock.
7: After they'd chopped off both his pinky toes and still nothing, the Freemasons decided to call upon someone much more brilliant to decipher this mystery. A sexy young science man by the name of Sir Isaac Newton. And that's you. Correct. I was indeed that sexy young science man. And I was also the one to understand the true nature of the Talking Rock. This was, as you see, not a sentient rock, but instead a once-living soul now trapped within a rock. It was then that I was struck with the inspiration for a truly revolutionary idea, one that would allow man to defeat our greatest challenge, death. Using what little knowledge I could squeeze from this talking stone, I developed a process known as transmigrational grounding.
8: A mason must stay grounded!
7: Correct again. By staying grounded, a mason is able to avoid death and instead have their souls ground to inanimate stone objects. For those of you listening at home, please refer to SCP-2-F-E-K-A-F for more information. So yeah. That's how the modern age of speculative Freemasonry was born. Some stupid fucker was chiseling away at a stone, met a Martian shadow being, and then Big Daddy Sir Isaac Newton brought it home. This death-defying secret knowledge has been passed down over the years, from Freemason to Freemason, from me, Sir Isaac Newton, to Buzz Aldrin, to Henry Ford, to Ashton Kutcher, to...
8: Governor Gardner Fleming.
7: Ew, never! From what I've heard, your beloved governor is a moggy. A what? A shape shifting cat person.
8: I knew it! What else you got? What else do you Freemasons have going on?
7: Everything! The modern world was built brick by brick by Freemasons. Pharmaceuticals, jet propulsion, the Boston Celtics, the internet. <laughs> That's us, baby.
9: Even cell phones?
7: No. That's actually not us. Uh, Cell phones and data service are the Illuminati's old team.
9: The Illuminati is real, too?
7: Real? (laughs) Really fucking pathetic. (laughs) Yeah, they're real.
8: Okay, I have, like, so many follow-up questions. I really can't believe I have to ignore that info
7: dump, but what was that
8: thing that just flew out of here?
7: You didn't recognize him? That was our old friend Walter. freaking told you he was a shapeshifter! Walter's human skin vessel is inhabited by an immortal entity known as the Owl of Euclid.
3: How do you spell that? There's nothing on the internet about this. How do we know you're not lying?
8: If this Owl of Euclid is real, then why isn't there any documentation of it?
7: Um, I'm a talking stone ring. I'm Sir Isaac fucking Newton. I feel as if that should provide some credibility to my words.
8: How do we know you're really sir isaac newton
7: simple ask me a question that only sir isaac newton would know the answer to uh
5: Uh. Huh. Um, uh oh, wait uh well did he
9: do
8: geometry you, i feel like he did geometry
9: i say we trust him it's the only way we'll be able to save walt so how do we break the curse sir isaac newton
7: I'm afraid killing Walt will not solve our problem either. Because whoever kills the owl becomes the next owl of Euclid. And so on, and so on. There is no getting rid of it. Thankfully, though, it's only a temporary condition. By sunrise, Walt will return to his human form. We can only hope he does so before he kills anyone. Or before anyone kills him.
8: So, I guess the question now becomes...
7: Where, where did, did the, the owl the- God
8: go? Damn it, Karen, will you let me finish one sentence? So,
7: what can we do? It's funny you should ask, because that's exactly what I was about to sing to you. Don't you mean say? No, I don't. Hit <laughs> it. Now, the story you've probably heard about that dark end famous book. Can you just tell us
8: instead of singing? Really? I just think it'd be easier to process the information.
7: Okay. If you insist, spoil sport. Walter's body is having an allergic reaction, similar to what some would have when eating shellfish or using a latex condom. So, while it's true that the owl will transform on a cycle that can, at times, be mapped by the phases of the moon, it would be incorrect to say that the transformation is being caused by the moon.
8: How do you know
7: all this? It's because I'm... Now, see, if you'd only allowed me to get to the hook, then you wouldn't be asking these questions. It's because I'm Sir Isaac fucking Newton, and you should listen to me. I'm Sir Isaac fucking Newton, the smartest man in history. And I know this because years ago, I once watched Walter temporarily transform into the owl after eating what can only be described as too much corn pudding. The moon had yet to complete its full cycle, but here he was, sprouting feathers and talons. So, using the Isaac Newton formula of figuring shit out, I deduced that the introduction of certain variables can alter the timing of the owl's transformation. And you might be familiar with the saying, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Huh? Maybe?
8: So, old Wally messed up and ate too many pancakes... And now it's up to Randy the Rando and his ragtag gang of misfits to save the entire world. Sure.
7: That's probably as close as you'll get to understanding what's happening here. Now for the love of God, someone please finger me. My inner ring is quite chilly at the moment.
3: Enough talking. We need to get on the road right now if we're going to have any chance to make it to Delaware. D- Delaware? You think the
6: owl was
8: flying all the fucking way to Delaware? No. No. Too simple. There's a pattern here somewhere, we just aren't seeing it yet.
9: I don't know where the owl would go, or what it would do, but I know Wally, and if there's any bit of him left in there, he'll fly back to his safe space.
3: He has a nest! Where's the nest? Is the nest in Delaware? No. It's, it's a-
8: underground. In a bunker. In a cave. Underground in a cave bunker. New freaking Mexico!
9: I'm talking about the roof of Clark Communications. If there is any part of him controlling that monster, that's where he'll be. Well, that are the Arby's. But the Arby's is just so far away and across town, so I'm leaning more toward the Clark building.
8: My old job? Come on, Gail, I don't want to go back there.
9: It doesn't matter what you want, or what you think of that building, Randy. We have to try to see things from Walt's perspective.
8: Okay. Okay, I think you're right. Let's go with Gale's plan.
9: <sighs> Thank you.
7: If you're thinking about going anywhere near Malcolm or the hour, you'll need to arm yourselves. Or I'm afraid you literally might become de-armed. And if anyone has an EpiPen, I suggest you bring it.
3: You know, if this were a movie, this would be the perfect time for a montage scene where we prepare for battle and...
9: Shovel time, baby. Oh, hey, Chauncey. There you are, little guy. Oh, I was afraid you might have run away, too. You know, Chauncey, your Aunt Gail has to go help a friend. But I promise that when I get back, I'm going to reach out to your owner. And I'm going to let her know that Stockholm Syndrome isn't real, but Chauncey's love is. Yeah, that's what I'm going to tell her. Oh no, she'll definitely be excited. She'll be like, Chauncey, you're so cool. I love you. Welcome home.
5: You know?
3: Nice chains, Karen. Thank you. I brought it from home, actually. I like your shovel. You know, I, I have a second one. Do you? Would, would you like to... It'd be my pleasure.
8: Check it out, Karen. How do I look?
3: Like you're ready to whoop some ass.
8: RFD stands for Randy
3: fucking Dunning. Oh, wow. You got the name monogrammed on the back, too. Only ten bucks a letter. How could you not? Randy, if we're headed into a combat zone, you know what we need to do first, right? You know it. Call it out.
8: Uh, One,
3: two, three, four. Looking a little stiff, bro. You should come to my yoga class. Never. One, two,
8: three, four.
9: Do you want your chainsaw?
5: Leave
8: it. All I need are these two hands.
9: I still think you should bring it, just in
3: case.
8: (sighs) Fine.
3: Don't worry, I'll grab it. I owe you an apology, Randy. Looks like you really did have a kick-ass secret project in the works.
8: I'm telling you.
3: Sorry for subtweeting you.
8: I owe you an apology too, Karen. For me, and all of my aliases.
3: Were there any that I didn't figure out?
8: No, you got most of them. I was also Phoenix Lightbeer.
3: I knew it. I so knew it. I didn't know it.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for trying to claw that guy's eyes out.
3: That's what family's for. And you're the only family I've got, Randy. I might hate your personality. I might disagree with almost every single word you say. But if someone tries to physically attack you, I'm going to peel their fucking eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Aww, that was so sweet. I'm going
7: to tear up. If you lot are done talking, it's time we put things into motion. Get it? Because I'm Sir Isaac fucking New... What the hell, Karen? Can you get a smaller back
3: seat? Stretch again when we get there.
8: There won't be time.
3: Oh, I'll make time. Where are we headed? Gail? Go to the Clark Communications building. You got it, dude. Gail, can I just ask you something? I'd rather you didn't. Okay, no problem. Thank you. I'm just wondering... Ugh. What? It's okay. It's almost like a rite of passage. I got possessed by an MLMA back in 2017. Just don't ever give them your name again, and you should be good. The Spotlight app works really well against MLMs. Good to know. Good to know. I think I'm gonna be sick. What? Roll down the window.
1: Gail was still about 30% sure she might be dreaming the past few days had been an absolute blur of madness. With the fresh air washing over her face, assuring her that, yes, she was awake, Gail put her hands on the window for just a moment, and... Oh Oh, shit, what was that?
3: Was that the talking ring? Uh,
9: no, uh, um, uh, wait, maybe? Did you just throw Isaac Newton out of a moving vehicle? I didn't throw him. I, I didn't even drop him. He just... ...slipped off my fingers. <laughs> Sucks to be him. We gotta go back.
8: No. We can't turn around.
9: We have to. We can't lose Walt's ring.
8: There's no time, Gail. I know you've heard me say this before, but I mean this now more than ever when I say... Fuck Sir Isaac Newton.
7: Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear me? Oh, Isaac. How do you get yourself into these situations?
8: Oh my god, Karen, there are parking spots literally everywhere. Just pick one!
3: Shut up, Randy.
8: Why are you looping around again? Just park! We'll walk the extra few feet! Jesus
0: fucking Christ!
5: And now, a word from our sponsor. Sounds quiet.
3: Still think this is the place? Wally! Oh yeah, it's the place.
9: We need someone to open the door for us.
8: Step aside. I have ID. They must have deactivated it after I got fired. You think? Ed!
7: Ed! Randy? Gail? Karen? What are you doing here? Why is she with you?
8: There's no time to explain. We need to get to the roof.
9: No, Randy. There's totally time to explain. Ed, listen to me. Randy and I kidnapped a Freemason named Walter Clay.
7: You kidnapped Walter? You know him? Yeah, the super nice old British guy.
9: That's him. But right now, Ed, Walter has transformed into an ancient evil entity known as the Owl of Euclid. Walt's evil? No, Walt is a nice man. He's just currently possessed
3: by something evil.
1: Mac pulls up at the front entrance and just parks wherever the fuck he wants to. The bloody trails left behind by Karen's fingernails make Mac look like he has cat whiskers, which looks funny at first, but when he gets up close, you can tell he's not here to fuck around. Who's that? Who's who? Oh shit,
8: this freaking guy again.
1: Mac says nothing. He has no witty retort or banter for his enemies. The Freemason assassin digs a handful of rocks from his pants pocket.
8: Is he throwing rocks? Ah. Ow, motherfucker, man, who throws
1: rocks? Holy shit, come in, come in, come in. Karen pulls the door to a close, with her still on the outside. Karen, no.
3: Just go, Randy. I'll slow him down for you. Here comes the big boss.
8: Let's get it on.
3: Everybody was kung!
7: (sighs) 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 Okay, so what's going on? Walter is a monster?
9: Sorta. For now. I'm not really sure. I'm still catching up on all this too.
8: It's simple. All we have to do is hit Walt with his EpiPen before he eats or kills us. Or before we get killed by the British Terminator. Or before the British Terminator kills Walt. What about if someone kills the Terminator? That's completely fine.
9: We think he might be the bad guy.
8: You're not sure. This is real life, man. No one is sure about anything. Ever. Okay. Everyone stay quiet. We need to get the jump on Walt if I'm going to be able to.
7: Holy shit, what is that thing?
1: That's Walt. Now fully transformed into the Owl of Euclid, Walt has shed all resemblance to the man he was before.
9: Walt! Walt, come back! We just want to help! We're not going to kidnap you again!
7: How... how... how are we going to do this? Should have brought the rope.
8: I could just lasso that fucker.
1: A door slams and a single set of heavy footsteps walk out onto the roof. Our trio turns to see. It's Mac. And he's alone there's no sign of Karen.
4: Get away from the owl. You don't know what you're doing.
9: Leave him alone. He's not a monster. He's my friend.
4: You don't understand the gravity
8: of what you're getting yourself into. Buddy, I never understand the gravity of anything.
1: Randy Dunning had two special skills in life. Unfortunately, one of them isn't blocking a straight punch from Malcolm the Brick Kirkpatrick. The two skills Randy had actually mastered, the ones he sunk his proper 10,000 hours into, were his innate ability to absorb pain and his ability to ignore anything he wanted to ignore, even if it was shattering his nose.
4: The owl is mine. I've come too far, I've worked too hard, and you will not be the one to stand in my way. You're too small. You're too old, stay down, stay down. <laughs> hey there, birdie. You and I are going to get along just fine. Mac
1: retrieves a ceremonial dagger from a sheaf on his hip. On one side is the face of an owl, on the other is a globe. Well, it was two-dimensional, so... Ugh, never mind. Now is not the time.
9: Wally? Wally! Come get your shot and feel better!
1: Randy Dunning stumbles to his feet and charges at Mac. Ah! It's a messy collision. Ah! The dagger slides away. Mac overpowers Randy, easily flipping him onto his back, pinning his arms to the ground before brutally pummeling his face. From the corner of his eye, Max sees Ed advancing. Ed Toom had never in his entire life been in a fight of any kind. And it showed. The baller of Brighton easily sidesteps the weak attack.
4: Bad move. You should have stayed out of it.
1: Mac lifts Ed up by the back of his shirt and just tosses him away. Ah! Full of rage, Gale tries to swing her fancy shovel again. This time, Mac catches the wood handle and lifts Gale into the air. Mac raises the shovel high above his head until Gale is almost a foot off the ground and eye to eye with him.
4: Just run away, love. I don't want to hurt you.
1: And for a brief moment, Mac allows his face to transform back into its original snail form. His mouth opens to reveal rows upon rows of razor-sharp teeth. He pulls Gail so close, she can feel the breath of his words.
4: But I will if I have to.
1: Randy is back on his feet. Sort of.
8: Kumite. 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 Kumite.
1: Mac turns his slimy head and smiles at Randy with all of his teeth. Gail releases her grip and drops from the shovel. Mac whips his head around just in time to catch a faceful of tiny salt packages from Gail.
9: Kumite, bitch!
1: With Mac temporarily blinded by the salt sizzling in his mollusk eyes, Randy delivers a tornado kick to Mac's right ear. A flash of light surges through Mac's brain. He stumbles. Randy punches him in the stomach and chest. And then, with every bit of fight he had left in him, Randy leans back and delivers a front kick to Mac's face.
4: Oh, oh fuck! Oh, geez. I wasn't going to kill all of you, but now... Now you really can't force my hand.
9: Ed? Ed! Oh my god, Ed! Are you okay?
4: Yeah, I'm fine. I was just
7: fake dying. I don't want him to hit me again.
9: We need your help. He's going to kill Randy for real.
7: I have an idea.
1: Gail turns back to see Randy getting his ass kicked again. Her man is throwing clumsy punches. He's exhausted. Mac hits Randy with a combo, one to Randy's ribs. The other connects with Randy's jaw, knocking him backward onto his ass. Drooling blood and saliva, Randy slowly turns onto his hands and knees, trying to pick himself up off the ground.
4: Enough of this shit.
1: Mac kicks Randy square in the face. He's out cold.
4: You're next. you the left when you had the
1: chance.
9: Bring it! I've got a whole pocket full of salt.
1: An evil smile cuts across Mac's face as he stomps over to her. And then the owl lands between them.
4: I'll be the one to kill you, Walt. The
1: owl wraps three long talons around Gale and lifts her off the roof, ah!
5: taking her into the sky. Ah! Ah! Ah!
0: Ah!
9: Don't drop me, Walter! Don't drop me! And don't eat me, either!
4: Fly away all you want, little birdie. The moment you land, I'm going to carve out your heart. Doobie doobie doo. You're still here. Yeah. You Illuminati biatch. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. This was supposed to be a special ceremonial dagger. I've been holding on to it for years, but I just don't care anymore.
1: Mac throws the dagger at Randy. It stabs deep into his leg.
6: Ah! Wally,
9: I know you're in there somewhere. I know you're still in control. I know you're not really this monster. Just let me help you be yourself again.
1: Unbeknownst to the owl, Gail's wiggling fingers finally managed to grip onto the EpiPen in her pocket.
9: You're a good person, Walt. You're my friend. I'm sorry we kidnapped you. I'm sorry I fed you those terrible kids' cuisine meals. You can go back to living a normal life as soon as you're ready.
1: With what little wiggle room she has, Gale pops the cap off and plunges the pen into one of the long gray talons wrapped around her waist.
4: Don't mind me. Just need my blade back. Ah! Oh! Oh! Leave him alone. I thought I already killed you. You wish. I was just fake sleeping. Well, shouldn't be too hard. Let's try again then, shall we? Get some! <laughs> nice throw. Click, click. A classic
1: gender reveal bomb explosion knocks Mac backward a few feet covering him in pink dust. The explosion has also created a few small, contained and aesthetically badass fires around the roof. Sick. The knife wound in his leg has left Randy rapidly bleeding out, the edges of the maroon pool widen with every passing beat.
9: Oh my god, Randy! Oh, there's so much blood.
1: I'm
8: sorry. I just didn't want Walt to die. You now I'm gonna die.
9: God damn it. You are not going to die, Randy. Look at me. Look at me!
8: I'm looking.
9: I love you. And I'm not gonna die, so you can't die, okay?
8: Okay. I love you too.
9: We die together like in the notebook. You made a pinky promise.
8: This is a lot of blood, though.
9: How do I stop the bleeding? Am I supposed to elevate your leg? Do I make a tourniquet out of my shirt? I
8: don't know. I've never been
2: stabbed before.
7: It's smashed
2: potatoes! Experience the game the New York Times unironically called an absolute
7: smash hit.
8: Oh my god, skip the ad!
7: well not let me skip it! Cycle. Harvest fresh potatoes and
8: smash them! I'm not even monetized. I'm not even monetized. I'm I'm not even I'm
4: not even
6: Need to stop the bleeding. You may or may not have been the one to stab him. Look, I want to say up front that I am not here to judge anyone. And if this doesn't go well, just know that your secret is safe with me. Now, the first thing you want to do is get yourself a nice piece of cloth, and I'm talking about a nice piece. Of cloth.
1: The Owl of Euclid lay collapsed and convulsing on the roof. Its wings are shrinking, its talons retracting back into fingers. Slowly, Walter Clay is turning back into himself, at the worst possible time.
4: Pathetic. All the power and privilege in the world and you have no idea how to wield the strength it provides. You just flap around and yell like a parrot.
1: Mac wraps his hand around Walter's throat and lifts him into the air, like an Attitude Era Undertaker chokeslam.
4: You were never meant to be the owl of conflict, Walter. Too weak my turn. It was my time. You took my entire life from me. My future, my past, everything I've worked for. It all means nothing if I'm not the owl. Uh, nothing.
7: I'm sorry, Malcolm.
2: I never meant to steal your spot. I was just- Oh,
4: fuck off. We all read the same Masonic texts. We all hear the same Masonic stories. You knew exactly what you were doing that night. Grady was on his deathbed, and you held his hand. You wanted this. You wanted credit for that kill.
2: Grady was a good mason. He was all alone. I I just wanted to show my respect.
4: You were already Newton's finger. You had your role. You didn't have to take what was mine.
2: I never wanted this. I never wanted to be the owl. I'll be
4: taking it back now if it's all the same to you.
8: this is my fault. Gail, I have to help Wally.
9: Randy, no!
8: It's time I started thinking about someone else, other than myself.
4: <laughs> you know, Wally, it's like Brother John Wayne said, sometimes a man's gotta do what a man's
1: Mac could feel everything all at once. Everything he'd ever dreamed of. Everything he'd ever worked toward or trained for was now becoming his. He could feel the power of the Owl of Euclid already coursing through his body, igniting his nervous system and sliding sharply into his torso. Wait, hang on, no. That's a sword.
7: Ah, Fucking ow! Who is that?
1: away from the Owl or I'll run you through again. Mac turns in disbelief. Uh, uh, I'm sorry.
4: Don't be. You're the Tyler of St. Louis now. It's your duty to protect him. (laughs) Your father would be proud. Uh, But he also would have been smart enough to finish the work before he started feeling guilty about it.
1: Mac raises a fist and charges at Arlo. Arlo grips his father's sword. Randy drives his shoulder into Mac's bleeding stomach, taking them both over the edge of the building. No!
8: Randy!
6: Now, the thing about gravity is that things actually fall at their relative density. Oh,
2: world was about to mourn A dove who dove just a little The day that Randy shot me down Oh, I flew up to heaven The day that Randy shot me down He's almost six foot eleven Got that triple digit speed on that fastball He took me right down
5: with feathers and all
1: Walter stumbles to his feet in a haze worse than the combined effort of every hangover you've ever had.
5: Arlo,
2: what are you? T- How are you?
3: It's okay.
7: I'm here to protect you. Oh, look. There's the arch. Yep, there's the arch. Did I really hear Randy say dooby dooby doo to that guy? <laughs>
0: when Randy woke Walker... up he chose violence he wound up and through and then there was silence the crowd erupted and a cry heard round the fear
1: for years randy dunning had denied the existence of gravity going so far as to call himself an anti-gravity activist for sir isaac newton It took an apple falling from a tree. For Randy Dunning, it took surviving a five-story fall.
9: Randy, no! Randy? Randy, oh my god! Thank god you're still alive!
8: My head hurts.
9: Hold on, I'm gonna get an ambulance here right away.
8: What? What about this asshole? He's still breathing.
9: I I don't know. Should we call for the police, too?
8: No. No. Fuck the police. Grab my phone, and call Bobby. Put it on speaker.
5: Go for Bobby.
8: If you want another easy number for your kill count, get to the Clark Communications Building. Now. Okay. So we'll give him a couple minutes and...
9: Holy shit, that was fast. How
2: oh, did you... Don't worry about it.
9: We definitely haven't been stalking you or anything. That'd be weird. Ooh, juicy boy.
3: He's perfect. Right, Bobby?
4: Yeah. He looks like he's full
2: of blood.
3: Oh, this son of a bitch is heavy. Bobby, can you...
2: Grab the legs, I'm on it.
3: Look at me, Randy. Can you believe it? I'm gonna do a real one this time. Wish me luck. Good luck. Break a leg. Oh, shit, Bobby, here comes the fuzz.
4: All right, true baby. Let's go find our kill room.
9: What did she mean by do a real one this time?
8: I think it means they're gonna cut his head off.
9: Oh, okay. What?
8: So, what should we do now?
3: I could go for a big ass breakfast. Where the
8: hell have you been?
3: I thought you were dead! Not gonna lie, Randy. I think my heart might have stopped earlier.
8: You're really a pain in the ass. You know that?
3: I'm just glad you're on our side, kid. <laughs>
6: I've come to smite. It's nice to meet you. Are you ready?
9: We are still waiting on two more.
6: Bless your heart. Eat, drink, and be merry.
3: Will do, Mr. Robot. Thank you.
8: (laughs) My head hurts.
3: We know, Randy. How many times are you going to tell us? (laughs) He's faking, I can tell. (gasps) Okay, no, I'm pretty sure he has a concussion for real, for real.
2: I'm just joking.
3: Are you, though? (sighs) Hell of a night, bro. I need to start hanging out with you more often.
2: I've done quite a lot of it recently, and I can't say that I recommend it. (laughs) 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 But seriously, Randy, tonight you very well may have saved my life. Granted, you were also the reason my life was in danger, but you showed up for me. You literally fought for me. It means the world, it truly does. I won't say anything about the kidnapping. As far as I'm concerned, it never happened. Thank you.
8: Again, I'm so sorry about tasing you and locking you in the cage and
2: how we were planning to chop you up with a chainsaw. Didn't know about that last bit, Uh, but okay. It's still fine. I'm still just so thankful to be finally out of that cage and no longer feeling like a monster. Before I forget... So Wall, Rocks can talk? What?
3: The jig's up, Wally. Your friend Isaac Newton told us everything.
2: Did he? Well then, I'm sorry I wasn't able to be more honest with you before. I hope you understand why I withheld the information that
8: I did. I mean, you could have told me you were going to freak out into a monster. But I wouldn't have believed any of this crap. I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of things happening in this world that I just don't understand. And I never will. And that's okay. I don't have to spend my life figuring out all the mysteries of the universe. I just need to be Randy.
2: Well, you were right about one thing. Oh yeah? Just wait here for one second.
1: Walt gets up and goes to the fast food counter.
3: What's he doing? I don't know. So, Waltz, can I ask, are cat people real too?
2: They prefer the name Moggies. <gasps> and no, you cannot pet them. Oh. Thank you. But it's actually for my friend here.
8: The triple decker toasted ravioli burger. It's real. <laughs> it's real.
2: Password? How did you How did you Just one of the many perks of being a Freemason? The perks are mostly all food related. Next time you want access to a secret menu, simply ask, why do the winding stairs wind? And I'll respond with so as not to disclose what is ahead. This is amazing. Thank you.
6: Please enjoy.
8: Oh. Anytime. time, any place, anywhere. If you ever need me. I'll be there. Oh, wait! Before I forget, here is all your stuff back: wallet, keys, phone, ring. Really? I'm gonna let you ask Gale about that one. Hang on! Did you look at that? What? I've just received a new review on the Centaur.
3: The Centaur?
8: It's his novel. It's about a jockey who nurses this old mare back to health, and then they win a ton of races together until some dickhead gang steals her, so the jockey has to, like, go all John Wick
2: on him and go get his horse back.
3: Sounds amazing.
2: Listen to this! What can I say? I didn't expect to love this book as much as I did. A whole, whole lot of blood. Five stars!
3: I'll have to check it out sometime.
2: Yeah, be sure to do that.
8: The Centaur by Walter Clay. A dark, modern western.
3: You know, I wrote a cookbook and I have some great ideas for a book about dinosaurs in space, and I think I'll just shut up about them, because this isn't the time for that.
2: Now, I don't mean to ruin a great moment of healing here, but I do need to excuse myself to the restroom. I've been locked in a cage for a few weeks now, and I need to relieve myself. By all means, Wally, you're a free man. You're excused.
3: Randy, I got everything on tape. All of it. I was recording when we were on the roof. I was recording when the ring was talking. I got everything. This could break the internet, Randy. I'm talking 50 million views. What do you say? A little co-produced video collaboration between the flat truth and heliocentric fantasies? We can finally expose the Freemasons.
8: You know we can't do that, Karen.
3: What? You're telling me you want to walk away from 100 million views, Randy? One hundred million?
8: That's what I'm saying.
3: This is your thing. I won't ruin it. And I won't steal it. The ball's in your court now, Randy. Whenever you're ready to dunk on the Freemasons, everything you need will be on that memory card.
8: Thanks, KK. I'm about 1984% sure this is exactly what I need to do. Hey, Ed. Sup? Wanna blow some shit up?
5: Uh,
7: hell yeah! I thought you'd never ask. Is everybody ready?
9: Let's blow some shit up.
7: This explosion is dedicated to Dr. Kevin Bird. May he rest in peace.
9: We love you and we miss
5: you, Doc.
1: Two Flat Earthers' Kidnapper Freemason is a Good Point podcast, written and created by Jeremy Ellert. Starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning. And Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger. Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. Addison Peacock as Karen Charlie Wes as Ed David Alt as Mac Graham Rowett as Newsham Josh Rabino as Sir Isaac Fucking Newton And me, Jack Carmichael, as your narrator For a full list of credits, check out individual episodes, show notes, and our website. For a full list of everything the Freemasons are really up to, please refer to your local branch of the internet. To find out what happened next, just wait a couple of seconds.
6: Welcome back to another episode of Writing the Wrongs with Randy. Don't have a ton of time to record today, so this is gonna be quick. A few things I want to address, and a few things I want to update you all on. Um, first off, I still haven't had much success on my queries for Bigfoot, Bigger Heart, but I'm confident that the right publisher will come along soon enough. That, or I'll just self-publish. Because, fuck it, right? Why wait for someone else to tell me my story is worth telling? And, um, even though this channel isn't really about all that anymore, the number one question I continue to get in my inbox is, Randy, why did you stop believing the Earth is flat? Or, Randy, were you replaced by a government clone? I just want to clarify that A, no, I'm a real one. Always been a real one, and always going to be a real one. And B, what I truly believe is that I don't know what shape my world is. Sometimes it feels round. Sometimes it feels flat. Sometimes it feels like a fake simulation. I'm still figuring it out. And I've just decided that I'm not going to waste another second of my life trying to convince someone else what shape their world should be. Randy Dunning, signing out.
9: Randy, you left the camera on. You're still recording.
8: Oh, shit, you're right.
9: That could have been really embarrassing.
8: You know, Gail, since the camera's already set up, we can go ahead and record your
1: big Bubba audition tape. From 2018 to 2022, the Flat Truth video channel amassed 3.4 million views.
9: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle.
4: You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory.
5: Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted
4: a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir.
5: You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead.
4: The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear
5: and Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf word on the street is that of Schultz who
0: cares about a
4: lost colored girl this one is white 5th avenue debutante lot of money well connected and i want to find out why stephanie is so fixated on the girl stephanie is highly invested in her safe return What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about St. Clair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way.
5: Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the airport. There's something more there and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn their money she's deciding not to earn. You have
9: no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do
5: everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well.